Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Clubhouse. I'm your host, Tej Butler. This is episode 48, or the NASCAR's Jimmy Johnson legend retiring soon, or the Tory Hunter episode. Sitting across from me today, a little different setup. My buddy Dill. Dill, how are you? Doing very well. You know, it's a good old. I don't even know what day it is anymore. I think it's a what Saturday. No, no. Good old Tuesday, baby. Taco Tuesday. So, ready for a good pod here, and uh, ready to see what Doge is doing up there in the land. What day is it, Doge? What day is it? Taco Tuesday. <laughs> How are you, Doge? <laughs> doing well, bro. We're chilling up here in the land. Got a little bit of snow this morning. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. Sure. We got some, uh, winter advisory. Yeah, we had a little weather down here as well. But, you know. You guys had, you guys had a little more snow, uh, than we did over the weekend. We had, we had some staff coming back up to the crushers. Uh, really surprised that the full, that the ground was just not absolutely covered in snow because they were down south near you guys. But, yeah. That's what it is. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Happy to be in the mild side of the state for once. Yeah, right. You'd think it'd be the opposite, especially with the lake nearby. But yeah. hey, we'll take it. It's not. It looks nice out. It's, it wasn't actually too bad today. But oh, sure. I don't know. So speaking of the land, yeah. In episode forty-eight, yeah. How do we not bring up the good old Travis Hafner? I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, bring it up too. So another forty-eight. So. I'm not a Cleveland guy, so I don't. I wouldn't. I just wanted to segue into it. You know, I, I like it. Tory Hunter, better overall player. Certainly. I just didn't. I mean, hey, didn't want to take the. You know, that's on me. I should know about the Cleveland boys. I should check. I should no, check. No. I should check. I thought it was, and I was like, eh, for sure. Hey, either way. Hmm? We got a great show for you, folks. We are brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, home of the Clubhouse and the Pick and Roll Report. Cheap Seats, Superior Sports. We've got a great show for you today, folks. Here's what it's going to look like in the first quarter. We're going to do a little NFL Week 15 recap and Week 16 guest alliance. We've got a special guest for you calling in as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the number one pick and uh, you know who. Who should be going there? You know, so that'll be exciting. Second quarter, we've got the NBA Christmas Day games because I'm not sure if we're going to be podding before, uh, you know, Christmas or even the New Year. Depends on what everybody's schedule is looking like, but uh, we want to get these games, uh, you know, break them down for you before then. So that'll be second quarter. Third quarter, yeah. 2019, mm-hmm. pour one out of the year awards, as we like to call them, the pooties. So. Get ready for those. <laughs> and in the fourth quarter, again, you want them, we've got them. Hail Mary hot takes, but these are going to be for 2020. So these are going to be great ones. Looking forward to that. First thing we do on every show, as always, is warm it up. And I'm going to pass it over to Dill. Dill, what do you got here for the warm-up this week? All right. So just a quick hockey update because Tampa's not doing very well. All right. Yikes. Now doing very well at all. And uh, just hasn't really been too exciting to watch any hockey. You know, there's some teams that are just kicking ass, and then there are some teams not doing very well. You know, kind of uh, how it goes. Yeah. 
And Tampa's one of those teams. So it's just kind of disappointing after how great of a season they had last year with 62 wins. Certainly. Only 16 losses. And uh, for a fresh standings update. Yeah. Bring them to us. Ice time with Dell. Yeah. A little warm up. Tampa's already at 12 losses. Yikes. So 31 games in. Not good. They have 51 more to go. And, hey, they, and if to equal how many losses they have, they have four possible losses. They can I lose four more? Yeah. Yikes, that's not going to happen. In 51. Yeah, so that's... that's That'd be an incredible streak. I mean, granted, out of the games played, they're one of the uh, lower you know, teams there. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, get a couple wins here in the next couple games. Yeah, bag a couple dubs. You're We're back in the in wild it. card. You know? Get a little momentum, get a little yeah. mo. But we'll see. I don't know. Boston's been looking good all year. Oh, yeah. Same with Washington, which oddly enough, they've lost to Columbus twice in the last like week. Weird. Hmm. Doge, warm it up for me. Cleveland, what do you got up there, Mr. Dozier? Uh, completely non-sports related. Yes. Hell yeah. Had one of the had a primo lunch break today. Wow, great! I love to hear about this. Went over to Wendy's. Okay. Get typically just get a four for four, uh-huh. and I get an extra four piece nug. Sure, that's a doge. Like five bucks. Such five a doge move. Just a, a solid amount of food. Right. Get my tray brought over to me. Extra nugget. Wow. Look down it. Nine nuggets. Okay. And just a complete order of fries that I didn't even ask for. Wow. Just add it on. It's a nice little Christmas coming early. Yeah, what a, hey. Just what goes around comes around. And ate like a king. Right. <laughs> Not the Burger King, no. Yeah. You didn't, no. you didn't. You didn't have an impossible burger. No, he had some fatty nugs. Yeah, that's unreal. From Wendy's. Got my junior bacon cheese, two orders of fries, and nine nugs with a fountain drink. Got out of there for five bucks. Well, that's pretty remarkable. That's a great day. It was awesome. I Pink did not. Blend. I did not have that great of a lunch. I just had a turkey sandwich and some chips at home. But yeah, get a little quality family time with all the hooligans home from school. So. Was worth worth uh worth the the turkey sandwich for sure. Sure. But while we're on lunch, Dill, what did you have for lunch? I uh went with a uh, dinner. With a dinner. Went with a dinner. <laughs> uh, about forty minutes ago, had okay. a uh, a nice little Chick Fil A salad. Okay. Sure. So uh tried scarfing that thing down as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, get ready for to this get rolling. Thing. Sure. Gotta get ready for the game. Sure. Sure. All right, well, I'll go ahead here, warm it up. This is sports-related, Doge. <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> FCC, baby, we got some news. Uh-oh. Tom Peterson from Sweden was signed. Center back, center defensive mid. Could also play left back. Um, What? We need to shout out the Sweden listeners. You know? Go ahead. I was just saying, I was gonna say, you were going to... I just uh, just want to say thank you. You know, I think we all want to say thanks for listening. Say, we have a lot of uh, a lot of good listeners in Sweden, which is awesome. So, really cool. Hopefully, uh, Tom was one of those guys. Highly doubt it, but <laughs> yeah, right. maybe we can get an interview awesome. with him for the Sweden fans since he's from Sweden. So, um, I guess he was the captain of the team that he played for. Um, Going to be coming in playing defense for us, so he should be uh, a good addition. Yeah, so because look- you guys know anything about him, you know that uh, some. Insider Sweden info, you guys uh, think that we should know and, and let everyone else know about. Find a way to uh, contact us. And at halftime, 
be able to figure out how. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. You have to wait and see, though. All right, everyone. We brought in special guests for the marquee game this weekend, the Tank Bowl, which we'll get to in a minute. The Bengals play the Miami Dolphins. If the Bengals lose, they've locked up first place. Our special guest is a longtime Bengal fan, longtime <laughs> listener, big-time scientist, recently had his thesis published, published, excuse me, Adam Nick Castro, all the way from, I believe you're in Carolina right now, is that correct? Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, hot Atlanta. How is it down there? Hot Atlanta. Land of traffic, man. Traffic. Yeah, I heard it's actually terrible down there. Oh, it's awful. So bad that the highways collapse just to try and get away from it. <laughs> That's <Ooh>. terrible. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, before we get into our best and worst plane rides home, give us just a little background about yourself and then... Your thoughts on the Bengals this season, but and then we'll talk about the pick later. But just what you thought of Zach Taylor this year? Oh shit, dude. Um, Zach Taylor. I'm holding out hope, but uh, it's not looking good. One thing that's encouraging about Zach Taylor that despite leading an one and thirteen team, you can tell that he hasn't lost in the locker room. Right. Otherwise, I mean, this this ship would just be so far underwater. Like. We would be looking. James Cameron would have to go down and, and find the ship. <laughs> if, uh, sure. sure. I don't think he'll get fired at the end of the season. Um, I think, especially given that Marvin Lewis had what thirteen years, something like that, of astronomical, like basically my entire fanhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Besides this past year, it's the worst. Um, so given that sort of loyalty to head coaches that the ownership has, I don't think he'll get fired at the end of the season. And I am sort of holding out hope that next season might be better. But this year, man, it is the most lost cause that I think I've ever seen from a sports team. Yeah, we don't look great. Shameful. We don't look great. No, it looks, yeah, they, look, they look horrible. Like, I don't know. I, it's still nice to see guys. You'll see like Dunlap and some other guys still like trying to pump up the crowd and um, you know, they're yeah. cel- they're celebrating and stuff, which is nice to see, so they're not like angry, but <laughs> I don't know, it's definitely not encouraging uh to have yeah, the record we have. You see but. guys like uh Joe Mixon going out there and you know, still popping, you know, hyping up the fans and, right. and uh guys that still have a connection to the city despite you know, the city and the franchise and all the fans despite, you know, being one at thirteen. Um but man, whew. Glad we got that first one. You got that monkey off our back, but definitely. Jeez, it's I, I, rough. It's I rough honestly, out there for a fan. <clears throat> I don't even think that you know it's a hot seat. You know, for coaching, really. You think it's that hot? I don't. I mean, like as far as like him getting fired, I don't think that's really something that could be considered because it's like your half your team's been injured all year. You guys are like the least penalized team in the league. Like you've shown discipline. He's shown that he can run a team as far as like that point. He just needs to, you know, have somebody who, um, you know, he, he, he needs a better defensive coordinator. Yeah, they just need to figure a couple things out. And honestly, like I feel like if you guys were not trying to get like a good pick this year, yeah, you guys could probably good. have like five, you know, maybe four or five wins. Right. Sure. Sure. Definitely. I mean, they've. Uh, you look at the record at the end of the day. It says one of thirteen, but. They've been in, I think, six 
games that were decided by one score or less. Yeah, so we almost beat the, Ste- the, very the first, Steelers. We almost yeah, beat the first week against Seattle. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Point on the last drive. That's what I was gonna uh, say. Right, and that was a penalty that they called, which is BS. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We'll get to that. The refs have been terrible all year. Um, all right, we got to move on here. We got to move on. Topic number one, our best and worst plane rides. So, Nicastro, we'll pass it to you first from week 15. Which uh, team do you think had the best plane ride home? And then uh, which one did you think have the worst plane ride home? Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> Tough question. Um, the Saints at home this past week? They were at home, yes. Okay, so the Saints... I guess you can't call it a plane ride home, but man, I'd be pumped. I'd be pumped if I was the Saints in the locker room. Definitely. I would uh I would carry Drew Brees on my shoulders through the streets. Like for for hours and hours. I would right. charter my parade <laughs> through Bourbon Street. Right, dude, Brees. that'd be so much Drew fun. Brees. Yeah, it'd be a December Mardi Gras. So the best. Worst, probably the Dolphins. <laughs> Yeah. Getting blown out by the uh, by the Giants. Yeah, not good. Not what not you want. Fun, not a fun time. Not what you want. <clears throat> but it's what we want. Sure. Certainly what we want. Good picks. I know. Give me that pick, baby. Uh, Doge, what about you? Best and worst plane ride? I'd say the best plane ride. I'm going to give it to the Falcons going into San Francisco and taking down the Niners at home. Yeah. One of the best teams in the NFC, so... While the Falcons probably really didn't have a whole lot to be playing for, uh, good to see that you can still go out there and beat, you know, the best teams in the league. So, pretty nice playing right home there. Worst playing right home, probably going to go to the Rams going into Dallas. People had a lot of questions about this Cowboys team, and uh, the Cowboys almost doubled them up there. Um, I mean, it's just a tough ride for them, and then, you know, probably officially putting the nail in the coffin for the Rams' playoffs hopes. Uh, so... Tough ride home for them, especially after coming off a year where you just made the Super Bowl. So, <clears throat> All right, I'm going to go um, best plane ride home. I have to say, got to be Buffalo. I don't know if you even saw the clips, too. People were there at like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning just going absolutely bonkers for that Bills team that beat the Steelers. So short plane ride home, so it was probably a lot of fun, if you know what I mean, just like popping some bottles on a good Sunday night. Josh Allen just looking good. Um, especially to get home to some fans on a Sunday night when it's kind of a little chilly night and you beat the Steelers, which is always a tough game, especially to play in their uh, place. So I'm going with the Bills there for best plane ride home. Worst plane ride home, uh, I would have to say the Brownies for sure. Um, it's not looking good. All the rumors are swirling. You know, you heard Odell kind of once out, but Jay Glazer said today too that Jarvis Landry – uh, also has been saying similar things about, you know, the get me out of here stuff. And, you know, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true, but either way, Freddie Kitchens doesn't look like he's running a good ship. And it's it's weird to see the Bengals look like a better run team, even though there were 1-13 than the Browns right now, which is weird to say. But I don't know. There's a lot of chaos up there. So I'm definitely saying the Browns because I thought they could have beaten the Cardinals and then, you know, kind of worked their way to the playoffs potentially but not with what they're the what what they got going on now. So I'm saying Browns for sure. Dill, what about you? Best and worst plane rides. All right. So I feel like the best plane ride home 
it has to be the Vikings. Yeah. For this sense, and the fact that they're ten and four now, so it's you know one step closer you know to the playoffs and locking it in. And the fact that they forced seven turnovers. Wow. Four fumbles recovered mm-hmm. and three picks. So that's a, uh, that's a hefty amount of turnovers. Other than that, honestly, the offensive stats were pretty similar. Right. Except for they doubled up on the amount of rushing yards, but they just had more passing yards. Right. So Kirk only had 207 yards. Sure. So 200 something. Like. Seven turnovers. Sheesh. But not good. As far as the worst, come on. Uh, I mean, the Broncos after you know Drew Locke looking really good, right? Not looking real good. Just looking terrible against the Chiefs. But I think this also goes to show maybe this is the first time that Andy Reid has figured out a defense this year. So it's also just like you can't being a rookie quarterback on an arrowhead. Come come on now, that's that's real tough there. In the snow. That's what, yeah, right. It looks so fun with Mahomes and those guys. It's amazing how he around. can still just sling it in the snow. That yeah, looks, yeah. That Him and like Tyreek, like Tyreek looked just as fast. Right. Um, but just to clarify, not that Andy Reid has figured out other teams' defenses, but his own. That's what I meant earlier. Like maybe you, this is the first time he's had a defense of his own. If you had to pick between the Broncos and the Chiefs in a snowball fight, since the Chiefs are fighting each other. Who would you take? You can coaches and GMs. Every like Elway is getting in there too if you need him. Literally, it's like a hundred on hundred. Everybody, full staff. If you work in accounting, you're in. You're tossing a ball. Wow. Just fifty, and it's like split it down the fifty yard line. Which organization do you have? Chiefs or Broncos? I'm going Chiefs. What's the venue? It's just in. It's somewhere neutral. What's going? It's like in the mountains. Let's. We, it needs to be a football stadium. But it's got to be neutral, I feel like. Put a good state. Yeah, I agree. Let's put it in Seattle so it's loud. Listen, what about, like, Boise State, like the blue Seattle. turf field? Nah, okay. The blue turf field would be fun. Either way. Let's I'm going. put it in Lambeau. Let's put it in Lambeau. I Ooh. like it. That's Lock a good it. place for snow. Lambeau. Lock it Lambeau. So it's in Lambeau. Okay. It's Chiefs versus Broncos. Staff versus staff. I'm taking the Chiefs Jeez. strictly on Mahomes. I think he's going to get a lot of people out there. He's dicing guys out yeah. there. He's oh, really honestly, cannons. if you're just looking at arms talent uh, and you're basing it on Mahomes, Drew Locke's got a cannon. He might be a little inconsistent, but he's got an arm. Oh, he can sling him, no yeah, doubt. That was one of his big selling points. Yeah, but Mahomes, this is the thing. He can like slide around and like dodge a ball that's being or like a snowball yeah. being thrown at him. And then just dice you with one as it's as you throw one. You're Travis like, oh. Kelsey makes a mean snowball. Come on now. Yeah. Oof. Oof. You know you might be. Hey. Might be on something there. Plus they got a they got a Canadian. They got a, the wrong Duvernay Tardif. Oh. On their, on their team, man. Yeah. Of course. The, the, the good doctor himself. <laughs> coming in there high with those snowballs. I mean, Andy Reid's been around the block. You know? He can, yeah, oh, for sure. He can throw a snowball. He, he's Andy definitely. Andy Reid will block all snowballs with his gigantic body. He's gonna call Donovan McNabb and uh, like, hey, I need a favor. Sure, Doge, did you pick the Chiefs as well? I picked the Chiefs. I think you're. Yeah. I think it's taken a lot to try to peg Tyreek Hill with a snowball. Yes. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else? The, uh, the shot really play is three hundred percent more effective uh, in any situation where there's snow. Yep. Okay, that's fair. So, that gives him a huge advantage. 
Plus, they just got Terrell Suggs, and he's scary, so he might just take some people out just being scary. Oh, yeah, dude. T-Sizzle? You never know. You never know. All right, we got to move on. Yep. The Bengals are likely, if not for sure, going to have the number one pick in the draft this upcoming year. We brought you here, Mr. Nicastro, scientist. Even though, <laughs> yeah. um, football, scientist, football sure. scientist to break down who the Bengals should take. Is it Tua? Is it Burrow? Is it Herbert? Is it Young? Is it somebody else that, you know, who knows? Some guy, oh, some guy you've been scouting. So we'll pass it off to you first. If you're the GM and you've got the number one pick, who are you taking and why? Right. Um, broke every significant uh, category in the SEC for passing. Just insane intangibles. Not the great. I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to run around in circles forever and, and break everyone's ankles. He's not going to throw a bullet 80 yards down the field. But he's going to pick you apart. He's going to, like, like, Johan Sebastian Bach, he's going to get that film on Sunday, and he's going to compose a symphony by the next Sunday. <laughs> like, he is going to pick you apart. He's going to dice you up. You can rush three, drop eight. You can rush eight, drop three. It doesn't matter. He'll find a way to beat you down the middle, on the perimeter, down the field. He's got it. He's got it all day. So um, Chase Young, great player. But if you're the Bengals and you need a quarterback... You just got the luckiest of draws. People say, oh, man, he's had one good year, but what a year it was, man. Right. You're so, so, you're so accurate. That's, yeah, what I know. Right. Right. That's what I wanted to ask you. So when did you, as a Bengals fan, decide that he was the guy? Or when did you, like, figure out that, oh, wow, this guy's special, like, in so, your mind? I'm butting in here because I wanted to take him in the second round if he was going to fall when we were going to potentially take Chase Young in the first, like before this season. That was like something I had hoped for because I would liked Joe Burrow. I would seen him play when he went. Uh, we were at the Florida game. And then Patrick always was telling me about him from OSU that he was super good. So I was like, oh, I could get behind this guy. He's got a little moxie, a little fire to him. So that's what my, I was hoping for him. But then obviously uh, the Texas game, he comes out looking like fire. Like I don't, I don't know which game it was, but um, – <clears throat> I definitely, he's been on my radar all year, at least, for sure. Yeah, I would say the first time that I really sat up and took notice of him was the Texas game. Uh, I mean, Texas obviously didn't, they were ranked ninth at the time. They, they'd really fallen down a ladder, but uh, that was good competition. He made some great throws into tight coverage. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's where I sort of first took notice of him, but I was still, you know, I was still sold on two as a prospect over him. And before the injury, I just a, from from the, the perspective of a raw prospect, right, or just a pure prospect, I might take a healthy to a overburden. Right, that's what I was going to ask. you'll edit that out, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, um, what really sold me on him, I guess it, it comes down to the Alabama game. I mean, 
Right. He was lights out. He was lights out in that game. His offense made some great plays for him, but he put the team on his back when it mattered. Uh, and then I just honestly kind of just got a little obsessed with this kid, dude. Him being from Southeast Ohio, coming from, like, he's his story is almost like the, the NCAA equivalent of Tom Brady's in the, in the NFL. Just this right. overlooked guy that goes to another place and just tears it up. Right. Um, yeah, so... I know he's he's got yeah. such a good story. Then I don't know if you heard like after he gave his Heisman speech, the, a bunch of people started donating to like food banks in Southeast Ohio. So that was really cool. Yeah. And like, yeah, that was really cool. I know like I've always been like enjoyed like all the the things that he's had to say like around football and like all the stuff that Coach O's had to say about him. <laughs> but um, Doge, if you were taken with the number one pick, are you taking Chase Young? You going a healthy Tua? Hypothetically hurt Tua? You going Burrow still? I think if I had the first overall pick, that I would try to trade it. Sure. How many? Think, how far back would you want to go? Not incredibly far, but I would try to find somebody that really needed a quarterback and drop them into the first spot, like have Miami jump a few spots. Sure. Trade one for three and then some deep pick later. And then maybe, you know, just get a little bit more value out of that first overall pick because... I mean, I don't know. I I love Burrow. I think he'd be great if he does wind up on the Bengals. But at the same time, I feel like there are so many other things we need to fix that we can still have, you know, I don't know. I I just don't think I would take the first overall pick and, and pick Burrow. You know, sure. just historically, first overall quarterbacks just haven't been. Who are you taking then, guy? You got to pick somebody. Well, I'd, I'd trade down, and then if I can still get, like, Burrow or Young at three, if I trade with the Dolphins, I would take them then. But I wouldn't I wouldn't pick Burrow at the first. If I had to pick at the first, I think I would still pick Chase Young. Sure, okay. I don't think either of those guys will be available at three. I would love that. I think they're going one-two in some, in some fashion. That's what McShay's most recent mock yeah. draft that, that was sense. today. Are the Giants two right now? Yeah. So, yeah, they're probably going to take Chase Young. Right. That's what he had. But, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously, he's super good. He, he's good. And you don't, need, you don't need a running back. You have Saquon. You think that Daniel Jones is the guy. They had the Dolphins, who are from number four, taking uh, Tua right now, is what McShay has. Yeah. yeah. I think. There I have been rumors for a while that they've wanted him. Right. right. So, that, that makes sense. For sure. I mean, yeah, the good coming into the season was all about Miami tanking for Tua. Right. Um, that was I the... don't know how much this injury is going to change that, um, especially now that they're in a position to get him without making any moves. I right. think you can almost lock that in if they don't trade up. Right, certainly. I mean, do you think they would still take him, I mean, like, I at four or three? or? I don't know. That's what, I mean, that's what he's Maybe got. second round? I don't. It just depends it on like what. Down, it all comes so down how he heals. You know what I mean? Like, and whether or not he's good to go at the combine, which is a long shot. Right. Um, like how does he look then? People have been making this comparison to Bo Jackson, and it's the same injury that you know ended Bo Jackson's career. But the difference was that Bo Jackson continued to play on it without knowing. Right. Um, so I think with the right medical, you know, sort of help and evaluation and things like that, that. He could get healthy and still be a top five pick. 
Certainly. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think Tua is one of the best quarterback prospects to come out of college in the last maybe five years. Um, Oof, really? And I don't think if he comes he back healthy, good. I don't think really there's anything. I think he'd probably be a Bengal if he was healthy for sure. He still might be, which would be crazy. I just think Chase Young is so good, but we just don't need defensive line. Like that's I feel like one of the things that we have like a pretty decent spot at. One of the only things we have like redeeming qualities on the Bengals is our line with Geno Atkins and Dunlap and Hubbard. Um, yeah, but Dunlap's like thirty. They're definitely old. It's not like. I mean, we did just sign, we signed him to like a four year deal though. Like we're that's what we were hoping to do. Yeah. Same with Geno Atkins. Like the, uh, the argument that's brought up a lot with Chase Young is that he can't miss or he's a generational talent. But there's there's been at least one generational talent or can't miss generational prospect at defensive end every year for the past like four years. I think, and you know, there's some great guys coming up in the next few drafts for defensive line. I mean, that's an area. People definitely said that about Miles Garrett for sure. Go ahead. I'm just saying I'm agreeing with you. Like people were saying, like Miles Garrett is one of those. You know, now he's like not suspended, <laughs> but one of those guys who was supposed to be one of the generational talent lineman guys. Not that I think Chase Young. Everybody said it was better than that though, and that everyone's graded him higher. But I don't know. Andy Dalton can't keep throwing four picks. We need somebody else. Yeah, like if you were, if let's say you're the GM at Houston, right? If you're the GM of the Houston Texans, we need a line. You have the, if you have the choice of taking Deshaun Watson or JJ Watt at like their draft, yeah, year, but like, coming out of college, I don't think Joe Burrow. I don't, think Joe, Burrow is, I don't think Joe Burrow is at the same time. I don't think Joe Burrow is Deshaun Watson pick. though. I think Joe Burrow's maybe more like I was going to ask about a comparison of him. He's more Drew Breesy to me, like the way he's just no, methodical. Just, you know what I mean? Like, whereas no, Deshaun I mean, Watson's like flashy. No, I mean, I'm saying versus if you're going to pick either the elite quarterback or the elite defensive end, who do you pick? I don't know if I have Deshaun Watson with Drew Brees. Like, if that were to be like what his outcome could be, you know, just I mean? put it to the Texans because the Texans have a good quarterback and a good line. I know. You could do it with uh, whatever Cam Jordan, if you'd like, to make this argument for the Saints. I just don't think those players are. As equal, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I would take J.J. Watt because... Uh, Sean Watson? Well, if he, didn't, if he didn't ever get hurt... Okay, but... They would be able to make a run in some of those playoff teams, like, when they had no quarterback at all. I don't know. Like, he's been able to... Like, care- well, I'm not saying he doesn't get hurt. I'm saying you take him at his prime right. coming out of college, right. but you also have the opportunity to take... Deshaun Watson coming out of the Right. It's all Joe so, Burrow's fault for being I, so stinking that, good. My point is that a, a quarterback is all a, a good quarterback is always going to be more valuable and more impactful to the game than an elite defensive end. Von Miller? I think I think yeah. it takes a while to breed a college quarterback into an elite quarterback though. Certainly. Yeah, you're, like the you other guy can come in and play. Go first. You just have Tyler Burrow yeah. up there for you're right. I think the risk is worth it, though, honestly. I think the risk is worth it. I mean, you have a lot of first first overall quarterbacks that haven't turned out to be a whole lot, but then you have, at the same time, a lot who have done really well. I mean, you have Andrew Luck, whatever you want to say about his career, retiring early, whatever. He's a great quarterback. John Elway, Cam Newton, whatever you want to say about how he is now, he was an MVP at one point. If the risk is worth um, it. Stafford, you know, you have a lot of guys that have, I mean, Carson Palmer had a good career. I mean, 
If the risk is worth it, why are you not going to take Tua then? And just risk it for the biscuit. If he's going to be the best quarterback prospect anyway. Because injury does come into play, like, in real life. You know what I mean? Like, if we aren't avoiding that. You know what I mean? Tua has glass bones and paper skin. So here, I don't want. I here, personally don't think he's a Bengals guy. Here's my thing: like he's always played in warmer climates, right? From Hawaii, played in Alabama. If he went down to Miami, that makes sense. That's perfect, right? That's sure. kind of like a Jared Goff situation, right? He's been, you know, you saw him last year in Chicago just for one game off the top of my head, where he just looked bad, right? So when you play with uh, quarterbacks that are always in warmer climates, and all of a sudden they are thrown into these colder climates, like you saw Brock Osweiler that one game. He looked like a stud. His like very first start in Denver when it was snowing and like the weather was terrible, um, and then he went and played in Dallas the next week or something and couldn't throw the ball for the life of him. And it was like in a dome, but he was from where Montana, I think. So it was just interesting how that plays. Whereas like I feel like Joe Burrow is a franchise quarterback where you can bet build around him. I think he's a generational quarterback. Sure. Whereas like. If you change, if you so to back to your point over Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt, if you have a generational quarterback versus generational uh, defensive line, I think that you're taking the quarterback. Sure. Sure. I don't know. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I don't think you can really go wrong either way, which is exciting to be. I mean, I guess you can go wrong. I would be. Thoroughly upset if we took Herbert. So, if, dude, if you... <laughs> okay. Unless he just has, like, the wildest combine no. ever. You've but seen him in a game, dude. Like, I you can't, watch, you can't watch any games and say, yes, he's definitely number one overall pick. He would fall to maybe, like, top... Somewhere in the top ten, maybe. For me, I, I, mean, I, don't, know. I don't know. It depends on what it's team you're it's, it, it's crazy to me that shortly after the season, last season, people were talking about Herbert like he was the number one overall pick. He was supposed. To, they were saying he's supposed to be number one in the draft before. You know what yeah. I mean? Like last year's draft, people, people were saying that. People were talking about him maybe going above Kyler Murray if he would have gone last year. That's what I'm saying. Correct. That's wild. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, he risked it. He risked it all. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to show that he he could improve, and he really what's sad is that he just kind of didn't. Yeah, they needed to beat Arizona State for sure. I want to like Justin Herbert. He's got all the tools and stuff. He's he's got all the arm strength and stuff, but he's just not putting it together. Right. He just doesn't execute, I feel like. He just doesn't doesn't get it done. I think, too, another reason why we would take a quarterback, whether that's Burrow or Tua or Herbert, I hope not, but either way, is because Zach Taylor's an offensive guy. Yeah, to fit in with the coach. But unless he likes Andy, because he might like Andy, I don't know. But I don't know, man. He already benched him on his birthday. Yeah, but that that could have been what like a, a salty move, dude. I think that was him <laughs> trying to get them to trade him, or like, you know, like him like trying to like not win. I don't know, man. He benched him on his birthday like four hours before the trade deadline. <laughs> he probably that. didn't know it was his birthday. I think, they, I think that yes, signals dude. to me that hey, we gotta figure out if we need to take a quarterback high. I think they had their little experiment with Ryan Finley and said, yeah, no, <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't happening. I think so, too. I'm just... He's not the guy. Devil's up here. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. We got to move on. The clock is up and the pick is in. Week... What are we on? 16 now? I think. 16, guess the lines. We have uh, week 16 and 17 left, right? Yeah. Week 16, ladies and gentlemen. Guess the lines. 
it's a weird week. No Thursday game. So, NBA probably for you, if you're, if you're a fan. But we got Saturday games because there's no college. So here's the best part. We're going to guess the Saturday games for you. First game we got on, Texans at the Bucks. I'm going to swing it over to you, Dill, first, since you won last week. And we're trying to get rid of this <laughs> stealing garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have here for this line? The Bucks have been looking really good lately. Yeah. Other than Jameis Winston still turning the ball over like crazy. Although last week I believe he had only one pick. Four tutties. Thought he had a fumble, maybe. He might have had a fumble. Either way. So I think Bucks at home get the minus three. Nicastro, what do you have here for this line? You know I think I'm gonna go the opposite I'm gonna go on the opposite side of the ball. I'm gonna say Houston takes it. Technical difficulties there, but we've got him back. Nicastro, what is your pick here for Texans at Bucks for the line? Yeah, so uh, I think the Bucks are really built on defense around stopping the run. I think the Texans are built on offense. Texans here. Uh, and say, they, say they win by seven. Texans minus seven. Wow. I'm going – I'm sticking with the Texans as well. I'm going Texans minus three. Short one. I like the the old horns here. I think they're good. I don't know. This game is a game I would not bet on because either team could win. Because Jameis could throw five picks or he could throw five touchdowns. You never know with good old famous Jameis. Um, Doge, what do you got here? I have the Texans minus two. I would give them some more points, but they've been so wishy-washy. I feel like they have an on-week and an off-week. Right. I feel like an off-week coming. I'm right there with you. They're so back and forth. They are. They stink. But something I forgot about, yeah, is that both Mike Evans, yeah, and, and Godwin. Chris Gua- uh, Godwin are hurt. Are hurt. For so sure. I, I don't know if they're in this week, but I'm pretty sure they're both out. They're both out for the season. Okay, they're both out for the season. So, yeah. yeah. I'll keep the minus three, but wow, that's something that I totally just was not playing in a factor there. No, not at all. I'm sure, but it is Texans minus three. Boys, yeah. let's go. Starting off the bat, well, like it. Second one we have, Saturday game, Bills at Pats. I'm going... <sighs> this is a tough one. Yeah, and I'm going to go Pats minus three. Just give no. them the home field. Just stick with it. I don't right. know. It's going to be a tough one. I could see... Ah, Pats minus three. Sticking with it. That's, I was just going to double down. So. You're doubling down? Okay. Dill's on it as well. That's what was in my head. Doge, anything different? I'm saying Pats minus four. Sure. Okay. Nicastro? I'm on Pats uh, minus two. Minus two. We're boxed in. All right. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, dude. I think it's it's, close. it's, it's almost close to a pick but It's yeah. try Pats minus six and a half. I was going to say Pats minus six. <laughs> when you <Wow>. said that. <laughs> Let's go. Point for Doge. Doge. Sure. Hot out the yeah. gates. It is the final Saturday game. Rams at 49ers. Big one here for the Rams. These are all pretty big games. Yeah, they are. Definitely Bills at Pats is a huge game. Rams at Niners is also a huge game. So, Doge, you won that one. What do you got? 
taking the 49ers minus five and a half. Wow, sure. Dill? I think we're doing 49ers minus six. I was going Niners minus seven. Uh, I was going to go Niners minus six and a half, so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's Niners minus six and a half. He got it. Oh. <laughs> the Castro getting in there. Dale's not on the board. Yeah. Let's see if he can get on the board for these 1 p.m. highlight games on Sunday. Only a couple of them. We've got Saints at the Titans. The Castro, you got the last one, so we'll give it to you first. What is your line here for this game? Um... Saints minus five. Sure. Dill? I think after that performance last week, <clears throat> Saints minus a touchdown. I'm going Saints minus four. Doge? Now, Dill, when you say a touchdown, you mean six point touchdown? Seven. Or a touchdown with an extra wow. point? Wow. With, right. with the automatic That's inclusion. Backyard football touchdown. With the seven. seven. I think I'm taking Saints minus three. Sure. Let's see what we got here, boys. Saints minus three. Dang. Josh. Hot out the gates. All right, yes, another <laughs> 1 p.m. highlight game. We have the Ravens at the Browns. The Brownies fighting to stay alive. There's some mathematical way they can make the playoffs. Lamar Jackson has cooked everybody under the sun this year. Doge, what is the line for this game? Ravens minus six and a half. I'm going Ravens minus nine and a half. Dude, I, dude they just, Browns stink. Kyler Murray just diced them. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He's probably salty that they got beat before. I'm sticking with my, my big number. Still, you gonna go with the little brownies home field here? I'm going to the game. Oh, he's going to the game. Live line. So cheap seats? Nah, actually they yeah they weren't too bad. Sure, all right. <laughs> Heck yeah. Section one twenty four. That's where I sat for the Titans game. Because I went to the home opener. So uh, oh man, they got killed in that game. Forty three to thirteen, if I remember correctly, which I hope I don't. That was just when all the hype was like, oh. I was at the game live, and dude, that stadium literally just said, oh, God. We're not that good. Like, we realized that we actually have to, like, play. Right. You can't just go to the Super like, Bowl. And, like, in the preseason, we didn't look terrible. What is your line? Come on. Uh, Quit stalling. Trying to. I know you are. Because <laughs> that's what we have to do Lamar. We have to have him stall. One Ravens. Minus eight and a half. Wow. Castro. I'm going to take the Price is Right strategy and go Ravens minus ten. <laughs> minus ten. It is Ravens minus ten. Doge and Castro are tied right now, I believe. <laughs> Crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, marquee game of the weekend. The Tank Bowl. <laughs> Bengals at... The Dolphins wish they would have flexed it to Sunday night, but whatever. Who cares? Um, God, wouldn't that have been hilarious? Especially if they would both not won a game like before then, but Dolphins kind of turned it around. So. Play for the pick. Either way, Nicastro, 
Who Day Nation or the Dolphins? What's the line? Jeez, man. I hope and pray that the Bengals don't do something stupid like actually win this game. Right. And I'm going to say Dolphins minus three. Yeah, I'm doubling on that. I'm doubling down. It's just got to be home field. I don't have faith in either of these teams, really. Doge, what do you got? I've got the Dolphins minus four, giving them a little bit more of a favorite and then having the home field. Sure. Dill? I was going to say four, but just to be different, I'm going to go four and a half. Four and a half? Wow. You're lying. Well, he's wrong because it's Dolphins minus one. Oh, so Nicastro and I get that. So Nicastro's in the lead. I'm tied with Doge. They're saying the Bengals would be the favorite on a neutral site. No. Oh, yeah, maybe, I guess. I mean, you usually give the home team three points, right? Yeah, then in that case, yes. I think that's absurd. <laughs> I think so, too. I agree. But the Dolphins are trying to win games for whatever reason. You know? The Bengals are not. Either way. All right, let's move on. We got our 4 o'clock game. There's only one. Well, there's a couple. But there's only one we're going to do here. So we got to move a little quicker. We've got Cowboys at Eagles. This one means a ton. Basically for the division, for the playoffs. Who do you have here? We'll go uh, Nicastro. You go first since you're in the lead. Cheese and crepes, dude. Two NFC East teams fighting it out. Kind of bummy teams. You know, I'm going to go Cowboys minus one here. Because I think they eke it out. Cowboys minus one. Dill, what do you got? Even. A pick em. Wow. Yep. Doge? We're in Philly, correct? Correct. I think I'm taking Cowboys minus two and a half. Well, I was going Cowboys minus three. Let's see what we got, boys. Cowboys minus three. I'm tied with oh, Castro wow. here. Here we go. Going into Sunday night. Sunday night football. Chiefs at the Bears. I'm going Chiefs minus 10. I do not like the Bears. Do not like the Bears. Just they're, Can't like them. They got no faith in them. Yep. Patty Mahomes. It's prime time. They call him Patty Primetime Mahomes. They do. They call him Patrick I'm minus 10 at the Bears Mahomes. Doge, what do you call Patrick Mahomes? Or I guess Mitchell Trubisky in this case. Uh, I call Patrick Mahomes Pat Mahomes. Sure. I call, I call Mitchell Trubisky Mitchie Biscuits. Gotta love Mitchie Biscuits. I'm taking Pat Mahomes. Yep. Minus six and a half. Sure. Dilly? I was going to go a little Mitchie... Triple S sixty. What? <laughs> I don't get that at all. Uh, Are you saying Bears plus six so Chiefs minus six? Yes. Triple plus sixty. That's beat. <laughs> Good try though. <laughs> the Castro. Do you have a uh, weird nickname for either of those quarterbacks? And who is your line? Yeah, I got one for both. Uh, my nickname for Pat Mahomes is Pat. Do you remember when everyone used to call him Showtime Mahomes? Mahomes. <laughs> 
Um, and then uh, Mitch is obviously Mitchy Titties because he loves kissing titties. Sure, yeah. You know it. Um, that said, I think Mitchy's going to be kissing some big old fat man titties. Um, oh. And I think, nice. I think the Chiefs take this one. I'm going to put him at minus eight. Sure. <laughs> what do we have here for the Chiefers? But she, I was saying, like, what's the line? Here it is. You yeah. ready? Ready. Chiefs minus five. Oh. I believe, is That's that? me, right? I had six Those and a had half. six and a half. Mm-hmm. You had six. Six, yikes. Yeah, First win. Six. So Dill's on the board. With uh, Mitch, triple of six. Get out of here. With that. It sounds so much better in my head, but yeah, it's really hard to say. I bet say. it did. I bet it did. If you spell it out on paper, you won't be able to say it. <laughs> if you spell it out on paper, you won't be able to say it. <laughs> uh. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying, this entertainment here is better than what we're about ready to talk about for the, this, this next game. So, For Monday night? Yeah. Like the people on Monday night, like this is more entertaining than what they do. Oh, the than the broadcasters. Correct. Sure. Not the game itself. Joe Dassadar. Packers and Vikings. What a game! All right, we got Packers, Vikings. Dilly, you're stalling again. I can feel it in my bones. All right, I'm going. Is Delvin Cook out? Yeah, he's out. Yep, I think so. Make it up. I thought he was out for the season. <laughs> no That's what I heard. I didn't know it was that serious. Okay. Dalvin Cook is out, presumably, in my head. I will still say Vikings minus three and a half. Sure. Doge, what's your what's your pick here? Packers at Vikings. Yes. Hold on, I'm taking a quick thirty. Ian Rappaport says Mike Zimmer tells reporters that Dalvin Cook's shoulder injury is one he could play through and feels good today. So. Okay. I don't know what that means to you. Vikes minus three. That's what that means to Doge. Nicastro, what does that mean to you? Jeez, man. I think I might trickle down on this. I think uh, even if Dalvin Cook isn't healthy, they got a real capable backup. Adam Thielen should be finally, you know, coming back and healthy. I'll take uh, Vikings minus three as well. Pick them, boys. Pick them. Rodgers. Rodgers prime time. Vikings are good, but it's it's cursed. They just forced seven know. turnovers, and they're playing at home this week. And they apparently have their star running it's, back. Apparently. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I believe in Zimmer. Hey. He's a good guy. Coach is a good team. There's a lot on the line for this game, and when there's a lot on the line, I'm taking A Rod likes cousins. to turn it up. So that's who I'm taking. This is true. That's what I'm just that's what I'm taking. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I guess you guys all win, but it's not because it's Vikings minus five. But I will personally I'll personally be betting on, on Mr. Rogers this yeah. weekend. Which is exciting. So I got I got two points there. The Castro guest coming on and winning. Yeah. Incredible. Let's go. Congratulations. Good picks. Hell yeah, boys. We love to see it. Means you can't come back. Right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we'll have to have you back on uh, either like right before the draft or maybe right after to break down who the Bengals pick. Yeah. 
Um, we really appreciate you. We really appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, good luck with all your your sciencey stuff. What are you working on? Is there anything, is there anything you want to shout out right now, or uh, want to say since you're on the pod here? Um, yeah, I look forward to you know all the, seeing uh, that three people have read my manuscripts. <laughs> uh, no, it was awesome being here. Always good catching up. Always good, uh, you know, talking football. So absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on maybe for something else. Good stuff, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man. Peace. Deuces. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam DeCastro. Good stuff. Moving on. Second quarter. Uh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's one of my favorite times of year. It's one of my favorite things to do. This is the NBA Christmas Day games. I love to sit and watch these games. On Christmas Day. So let's just talk about favorite matchups. Uh, who do you think going to be the MVP of Christmas? You know, what? Uh, we'll do a little special bonus question here at the end after we talk about the game. So, either way, I know what my favorite matchup is Celtics Raptors. <coughs> it's 12 p.m. Like, just get I'm, it out of the way. I can't even look further down the list. It's right there. I can, get it out of the way. I'm going to wake up, do a little, a little Christmas gifting, and then I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to watch this game and I'm not going to be disturbed. Maybe have a little lunch beforehand. It's going to be great. Still, favorite matchup? I mean, I think the home and home is, is great. I mean, you're the the road teams. Just both teams? Yeah. Clips, Lakers. Clippers, Lakers, 8 p.m. Going to yep. be a great one. Going to be a great one. Primo Timo. Doge, you got a different one or you like these these games? I like the, the Bucks at Philly. Yeah, dude. That'll be a good one. Giannis Bucks. versus Embiid will be fun. Bucks being the best team in the East, I think. Yeah. Um, going into Philly, who still hasn't lost at home, right? Uh, should be a killer matchup. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's gonna be a great game, dude. I can't. I'm looking forward to that one too. That one's at two thirty, right after the Celtics one. You just roll right into it. Yes, sir. Um, all right. So the other games that we didn't list are the Rockets at the Warriors at five p.m. and then the Pelicans at the Nuggets at ten thirty p.m. So it's Celtics Raptors, then Bucks Sixers. Then Rockets, Warriors, then Clippers, Lakers, then Pelicans, Nuggets. Based on that, who do you think is going to be the MVP of Christmas? Um, you know, a couple of years ago, you see Melo come out and have a big, big game, or you have CKD. So, who do you think will have? Probably, it's usually just based on points, typically Doge, but I guess a good triple double could do it as well, potentially. Um, who do you think will be the MVP of Christmas this year? I think the MVP of Christmas is going to be Kawhi Leonard. Wow. I think they're going to have a killer game against the Lakers, and I think I actually see the Clippers winning this one. Wow. I love this. I love it. That's super funny because that's totally contradictory of what I was going to say because I said LeBron was going to have a game. You're going LeBron for MVP of Christmas. So he's had to play the Warriors on Christmas for so long, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, he just, you know. The Warriors just have a better team, right? Yeah. Typically, so I don't know. I think LeBron's going to have a little something to say about the Clippers. You know, this is this is his town. Okay, because, sure. Uh, Kawhi was trying to have a little bit of talk there. Kawhi's the Warrior killer. That's true. Listen, it's going to be Jason Tatum in the first game for sure. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's hard to have the, the that, it's hard to have it the best. Okay, hold on. You know, at the beginning, of the it's day. not going to be Jason Tatum, but he's going to have a huge game. I promise you that. Something else that starts with J. It is going to be without a flipping doubt, James Harden yep. cutting up that 
Warriors defense because there's nobody on that team who can guard him because all those guys are hurt. Unfortunately, I I wouldn't. He might have ninety let's points. Just, I was gonna say let's just uh, real quick over o- under over under on how many shots uh, and points. Okay, you go. You set the line. I think on shots, if he plays all four quarters, thirty-two. Oh. Under think, under shots. I think points. Well, no. Here, I got to hear the points. I guess. Points. I'm gonna go. 43. Over points, under shots. Lot of lot at the line. Lot at the okay. line. Lot of ref love. Uh, nope. You don't get two bets. You get two bets. Okay. Doge? Sure. Answer it. What are your bet thoughts? <laughs> For what? Harden? For, yeah, the bet that Dylan just proposed. Come on. So what is that? Eight, eight shots a quarter for 32? Yep. I'm thinking over and over. Over and over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Because he keeps scoring 40, 50, and whatever he wants. I think The I'm only gonna... tricky part about this is that it may be under for shots because he just sits the whole fourth quarter. That's what I'm saying. If he plays all four, it's 32. That's what I was saying. Sneaky MVP. Sneaky MVP. <clears throat> sure. If Zion comes back. I don't think he's coming back this year. Like this calendar, year. calendar year, like, calendar he, he's year. He's gonna come he's back. He's a friggin' guy. He's coming back in 2020. That's what I've been hearing. But like, I'm just saying, you never know. He could progress. He's shooting today. Maybe he gets in the groove. And they're like, yo, come on. Why do it? Why rush him? You're already tank. You're already tanked again. You're six. They're already behind schedule. He's fine. Like, why not just get him out there for a nice little flashy dunk? If he did one windmill, he'd be the MVP. At Christmas. You'd be like, oh my god. No. <laughs> be like, oh, this guy's a legend. Be like, here we friggin' go. This is him. By the way, speaking of MVPs, my early season prediction, Trey Young, Young with 42 tonight. Yeah, well, guess how many wins they have. And they have a 23-point loss to the Knicks. Yeah, they're not going to get – they're not even going to get 42 win. You're losing the Knicks? By 23. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> it's bad news. Yikes. All right, folks. Sorry. Bonus question. Yep. If you could replace one matchup, what two teams would you rather have playing on Christmas than the matchup you would replace? So, I will go first here. I would probably like to remove the Pelicans-Nuggets game just because I would like to see James Harden. I would not I would probably want to maybe just remove the Warriors, but I'm not going to do that to them. So, you, you're replacing two new teams. Correct. It's <clears throat> so like it's a completely new game. Just a Christmas. whole new matchup. Yep, you're just plucking that Wiping game one, out. Wiping one, putting yep. one. Okay, Correct. gotcha. I thought you were swapping teams. No, I mean, you could. We could do it that way if you want. That's what I initially thought, and then I had to hear you twice. So, <clears throat> so no. Okay, I got you. So, like, I'm going to go with then I would like to see hmm, – I just know that's the game I want to get rid of for sure. Yeah. But I would probably like to see then hmm, – not the Spurs, not the Suns. Can I go? If you want to go, yeah. If you have one off the tip. Heat Mavs with Luca. Well, he's hurt, so no. He's only gonna like be out like you know, a little bit, two weeks, which is not. He's not gonna play next. Is he not gonna be back? No, I don't yeah. think so. All right, then it'll be Miami Pacers. Wow. Okay. Sure. A little preview in the playoffs. A little preview. Four or five seeds there, possibly. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I definitely think the Heat would be a good team to see, for sure. I want to see them play. I haven't really been able to see them play, like, an entire game a whole lot. I think I've seen one or two games. Sure. Which, I want to see if they're actually legit. You know what I mean? And, like, t- typically my eyes can, you know. I think I'd like to see the Hawks and the Thunder play. Some good guard play. Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Trey Young going off. Sure. I don't know how. I mean, I know they just got their butts whooped by him recently, but I think that would be a good one. So if we're going to go, like, kind of bummy teams, if you want to say that, what about, like, Portland and Washington? No. So like, Bradley oh Beal, Samelo, no. Dame, no. CJ. Definitely Portland. So maybe Portland-Atlanta, then, would be my... Even though it's a bummy game, that's I haven't got seen some Mello stars. Play there, you know what I mean? What are, you, what are you doing? Just haven't been there. Get with the times, dude. Jeez. I haven't gone to Portland yet. Well, all right. I mean, fair enough. But I've, he's been on TV, at least. <laughs> dude, there's a great clip of him yelling at Hassan Whiteside getting a rebound on, online. I'd love for you to pull that up at some point, but not right now. Too funny. Okay. <clears throat> Doge, what's your, what's your matchup? What would you replace? And what would you yeah, put in there? Um, I would get rid of the Warriors Rockets game because the Warriors are trash. Yeah, they're not good. And and I agree with Dill because the Heat and the Pacers are an actual matchup that are happening on the twenty seventh, and they should have just flexed that. Sure, that's a good, good idea. Man. Good stats team info. Right. Though. Thanks. Yeah. Certainly. Or is that self source Doge? Well, I mean, I, I just looked that up earlier when I was looking at the layout, and I was like, what games are happening around this time that could be on Christmas, and that game's happening on, like, the 27th. Sure. Good insider info. I like it. Yes. I like it a lot. Either way, they have some great games other than that, other than those two, I think. Like, Clippers-Lakers is a great game. Bucks-Sixers is a great game. Celtics-Raptors is a great game. I like that they all have, like, current, like, players that matter, if that makes sense. Mavs would have been great for sure. If they, if Luka was healthy, that would have been a sick like, way to like nationally have people see him. Thoroughly shocked the Knicks aren't playing. Usually they are, even but they're too bad. And they've been too, too bad for too long. Right. Like if they were just bad and last, even last year, year. they were playing, I'm pretty sure. Oof, really? Dude, they're the Knicks. They're I know, awesome. but... That's why when I saw this list, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe they they finally got got the axe." Mm-hmm. Yep, Bucks Knicks. Yeah, exactly. Just a Gian- <sighs> that was Giannis Fest. So we're gonna have Harden Fest this this year, <laughs> which will be fun, hopefully. So speaking of uh, LeBron, last year beat the Warriors by twenty six on Christmas. Forgot about that. Yeah. Usually getting beat now, right? <laughs> I mean, with the Cavs, yeah. No, I know, for sure. I watched them a lot with the Cavs. Yeah. I don't remember what I was doing last year. I remember last year, Christmas, I didn't, didn't get to watch all the games. Right. Whereas, like, I totally enjoy the games, like, <clears throat> how you were saying earlier. Right. Specifically because of, like, I think NBA announcers and broadcasters are just better than, like, most sports. Like, the way that they actually call the game. They're definitely super good. Most of them. Most of the guys. Like in, right. Like prime time of prime time. Right. Sorry. I don't have any other points. But. All right. Um, I don't know. Maybe like the, the Timberwolves would be fun to watch on Christmas. 
don't know. I'm trying to think of other fun teams. They did a good job for the most part. Yeah. Like, I really don't mind the, the game I got rid of. Yeah. Is really, that, if like if I could do just one team, like if you could just get rid of the Warriors, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If you could just put in the Hawks there, and like that would still be a shit. Like that would still be hard and fast, but it would just be Trey trying to keep up. Which I mean, he'd do a great job, but at least they have somebody you can watch. Like the Warriors have nobody that's worth watching right now. Right. Such a bummer, from top to bottom. All right, moving on here. Let's take a break. It's halftime. Dill. Where can the ladies and gentlemen find the Cheap Seats Network stuff? All right. Here so we go. So this is how, if you weren't listening earlier, mm-hmm. I said at halftime you'd be able to figure out how to contact us about that information. I was talking to you. So. Our overseas fans. Sweden, shouts out. This is for the network. Doge is going to be up next for the clubhouse. Yeah, Either way, we'll get the information. Yes. The Cheap Seats Network is on Facebook. The Cheap Seats Network. So boom, boom, boom. as long as you can boom. understand what we're saying, um, should be good to go. The Cheap Seats Network. Okay. Twitter, we don't make it that much more difficult. We just don't have words. It's just one long phrase. It's at The Cheap Seats SN. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any good SNs? Um, I was gonna say like Saint Nick. That's a good one for the time of year. Yeah, Doge. No, dude, I wasn't gonna come up with anything as good as that, so I'm just I'm setting this one out. Yeah. Uh, that was on the spot, right? I want you to know that, right? Yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah. I try to always come up with these on the spot. Like I never once, you know, and typically, no, they're, all, they're all of I like agree. the same. Essence, you know. I'm just surprised thing. I pulled the. What does it stand for, Dill? Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> All right. So it's it is Sports Network, but oh, you know. Oh, lame. But Tej was right that it does stand for Saint Nick as well. Oh wow, I got it. That's so uh, you know, once again, if you guys forgot because that took a little bit longer than usual, we just threw it around the house to see what it stood for. Right. <laughs> on Twitter at the Cheap Seats SN, folks. Appreciate the uh, you know the checking out. So <clears throat> check it out. I throw it around the house, Doge. What Where else? Can they find the clubhouse specific stuff? You can find us on Facebook, the clubhouse. Clubhouse is all one word there. Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. You guys laughing? Is that funny? Do I say that every single week? I'm just, I'm just laughing at throw it around the house, dude. I can't keep like that. You know? It just is the first thing that came to me. <laughs> Let's throw it around the house. Is I just you know I threw the idea around the house, <laughs> bounced them off the walls. Uh, Woo! Doge, you were actually really funny. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you. Yeah, you speak- hurt my dude. Speaking of, please forgive me. Throwing things around the house. <laughs> we do have uh, something yeah, we want to talk away. about. Take it away. So. We're going to throw it around the house. All right. This is something that we've been, you know, kind of in the works with. I don't throw mine around the house. I'm wearing mine right now. Uh, something we've been in the works with. And uh, something that we decided to uh, indulge with. Yeah. Is a little custom apparel. 
Sure. Courtesy of the Cheap Seats Network for the clubhouse. So that's for us. Let's go. So uh, we're going to throw out a little survey, see what people are wanting, see what we need to do so that we can contact our local custom, uh, you know, custom guys. Yeah. I see what we can do. Guys. Yeah. So uh, see what we can do business-wise <clears throat> and uh, see what you guys want. As listeners and fans of the pod, I know that the three of us and all of our guests uh, definitely would like your opinions on what you'd like and how we can help you uh, help us and kind of, like I said, throw the ideas around the house with a survey. So Right, certainly. And, you know, um, I don't know. I'm rocking mine right now. It's a little more, you would think, just like, you know, these guys are just got their podcast going. You know, these aren't, like, quality. You know, listen here. This is, like, Under Armour quality you know, material. It's not you're playing 100% cotton. It's gonna shrink. You won't be able to wear it. It's after. not your Hanes T-shirt yeah, from. This freaking... is a nice. This is a nice quality tee that you're gonna yeah. want to rock. You're gonna want to work out in it. You're wanna gonna. You're gonna want to do some sports. You're gonna sit in the clubhouse, listen to the pod. It's it's for any event. Now, let me just tell you that right now. Very breathable. Yes, very breathable. Good for a good summer day. Yeah. It's a little chilly here in the winter, but. Uh, that's, I'm also just rocking the t-shirt. I haven't gotten myself the sweatshirt yet, so that's yeah. probably what, what's causing the issue here for me. But either way, it's great stuff. Please order it. It's going to help us out. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, so we certainly would appreciate you guys uh, repping our, our gear if you could do that as well. So moving on here, ladies and gents. The third quarter. One of my favorite segments of the year is the poor one outs of the year. The 2019 pooties, as we like to say. Pooties. Which is just so ridiculous. <laughs> the poor one out of the year's awards. What I said, I'm not going to put the A on it. The pooty was, but... But the pooties, here we go. We're going to go around the room and just give what we have poor one out moments for. Um... We'll just go, maybe go each one, and then we'll bounce it around. Yeah. So, yeah. snake drafted. I will go first, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. This is not even a poor one out. This might even be a moment of silence. Rest in peace to the city of Oakland. In 2019, two of their major sports teams were ripped away from them. Poor one out for Oracle Arena. Poor one out for the Oakland Raiders. You hate to see it, so I'm definitely going pour one out for the, the city of Oakland here. Tough year in 2019. Hopefully 2019 or 2020 will be looking better. Dill, what do you have for your pour one out here? <clears throat> Sorry, just getting a little choked up. Yeah, there. that's just tough. It's tough. We understand. Oh, man. You all right? Good. Okay. All right. You sure? Yeah. Let's pause it if you so need one, it. So one of my, you know, pour one outs. Including the Warriors, was pouring out to the uh, Golden State Warriors and their new Chase Bank Arena. Yeah, and their opening season. This is just a pouring out because they've had some great runs in Oracle, especially as of late. Historic stadium and arena for many reasons. In my lifetime, the last five or six years, not good, not looking good right now. And right now, this home opening season 
has not been very kind to them. Whether it's been injury. I mean, it could be any worse. Your two most marketable players. It's are just, hurt, yeah. And I'm, one of your best players yeah, left. That's all we need to say. So, d is still there. Chilling. Yeah, he's whatever. Doge? My poor one out to start. Yep. It's going to be not only to just the Browns, but Baker's commercial career. Sheesh. Yeah. You think he's done progressive? He's in all of these commercials. He goes out and has a mediocre at best. At best. It, it may not even be mediocre. That might be too much for him. 17 touchdowns and 17 picks? Poor, poor chemistry in the team. Next year, spend more time in the locker room, spend more time at training camp, and spend less time on the camera. Get out of these commercials and actually go play football. Right. <laughs> Pour one out to that commercial career for Baker Mayfield. Pour one out. Sheesh. Yeah. All right, this list is going to be long, but it's still only one. Pour one out. <clears throat> Nick Vigil. Alex Okafor, Reggie Porter, LJ Collier, TJ Watt with a stiff arm, the Honey Badger, etc. All of these gentlemen tried to tackle Lamar Jackson one-on-one this year and failed epically. Um, all of those have been in a nice, you know, Lamar highlight rip or something. The worst being the Honey Badger on that Chiefs play to get in the end zone. Actually. I don't know. The Bills, the Bills guy was really bad too. There are literally. Just, five, I mean, every single one. Nick Vigil. Five of them, Nick least. Vigil is still spinning. In Paul Brown, I just walked by the other day, saw him there. He's still spinning, trying to find. Lamar. Yeah, I was driving by on seventy-five. He's still just looking for Lamar. Can't yeah. find him. So pour one out for all those guys. Just Lamar's making everybody look like a fool, and it's kind of mean, honestly, if you really think about it. Like he could, he could just get by him with one juke. He doesn't have to do. 16 pitter-patters and absolutely ruin the guy. He could just move by, you know? So, I'm getting out. Either way, Lamar's awesome. It's so funny just to see him dominate everybody. So, that's my list of for people. Just It's long. It's growing. The list is growing, I'm sure. Stroking it. Sure. Dill? Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll just kind of, you know, these are all uh, somewhat relatable. Keep this in the, in the, uh, in the realm. Yeah. I mean, you have to think. Pour one out for Freddie Kitchens. I mean, bye bye. Yeah. See I you mean, later. Come on now. I'm surprised he isn't already gone. I mean, How you have so gone? much talent. If not, like, I mean, I know you have one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. We also have one of the most talented. You have two Pro Bowl running backs. You have a couple Pro Bowl defenders. You have a couple Pro Bowl. I mean, it's just like you have Pro Bowlers all over the field with Jarvis and uh, Beckham. Beckham has, I think, still two touchdowns. That's a, that's. I mean, he literally said he didn't care about being, being the Browns coach. I know he, that clarified, was like, he clarified. He clarified today. That was in context of like, yeah, he still wanted to be with the guys, but still, that's not your something the coach wanted. has to be more composed than that. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, and and that's one thing that you continually see throughout the season that his team just has not progressed at all. They look as if they're still playing in the preseason, of which I mentioned earlier they didn't look bad. But that's against other teams who have third string guys and they're playing for position that they're just trying out. You have some right? of the best weapons in the league, and so, you just don't use them. It's so weird. It, well, we try to, but we do these. I'm sorry, lack of a better term, dumbass plays that I'm sure that, you know, if you're actually in the NFL, you might look at it and be like, ah, it was actually a good play, but just this one play, you know, this one player was out of position. I don't know. There are a lot of play calls where I'm like, dude, like, what are we doing? Right. Nick Chubb. Run. 
Just run Nick Chubb. Yes, he's Nick like Chubb all day long. He's he gets like 28 fantasy points and 10 rushes. He's exactly. leading the league in rushing with over 1,400 yards. Which is like, like, dude. And he's probably not even top 10 in carries because he doesn't get the ball that much. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand, like, how you don't just keep feeding the beast, which is one thing that, like, teams need to do more often, I feel like. They don't feed the beast, which is like, whoever's hot, you know, play your hottest player. Anyway. It's just because it's, it's Cleveland. Because if you put the whole thing that's going on the Browns in Dallas, everybody would be fired. They'd be running Nick Chubb like an MF-er right now because he'd be like Zeke. And people would be like, every day Dude. somebody on a talk show be talking about how, like, how can we not Going just be running to, Nick Chubb? If we beat the Cardinals like we should have, we're sitting at the same record as the Cowboys. Right. Which is, like, it's even like, more hilarious because it's like, oh, like, there's how is that possible? They're so ridiculous. Doge, you got another one? Pour one out for uh, Ron Rivera and Mike McCarthy, both sitting without yeah. the job. Yeah. Definitely. Great coaches. Both been to the Super Bowl. McCarthy's won one. Uh, and yet, we still have coaches like Freddie Kitchens just sitting. <laughs> just sitting. Just sitting. You just have coaches sitting, just sitting. You just have coaches like Freddie he's, Kitchens. He's not even coaching. He's just sitting. He's so brutal. It's absurd. He's terrible. Brass might just extend him. I hope so. That'd be so funny. Oh, fucking good. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's not even funny. Ladies and gentlemen. It's like you talking about bringing Marvin back. That'd be like us talking about bringing Hugh back. Uh, yeah. All right, T, what were you going to say? <laughs> Just no. <go>. No. <laughs> Get off this topic no. while we're all in a better mood I'm still. pouring, pouring. I'm pouring one out for my speech. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'll pour one out for my language. I'm pouring one out for Jason Witten's hair. Oh, boy. It, it looked really good in the booth when he was doing an awful job announcing. And when I mean awful, I mean he made Booger and Joe Tessitore look like they should have deserved a job that they don't deserve this year because they're garbage at it right now. Ugh. I'm doubling down. I'm sorry. Because primetime football has been terrible this year. They've had very few matchups that have been great. Now, listen, Sunday night's been pretty good. But Thursday hasn't been great. Monday has not been great. Jason Witten was out of the booth. We thought that was going to solve all our problems. It's not. I don't know. It's They need to get something else in there. That's all so, I have to say. Pour one out for football right now, I yeah. guess. But it's, there's a lot going on, too. Al Michaels saves Sunday night football. And... Chris Collinsworth. I, I don't know, Dylan. Chris, he's a good guy, you know. And off the field, he's Collinsworth. Uh, here's a guy. He's in. he's so predictable <laughs> that it's comical to listen to and talk, you know, amongst us. You know what I mean? Like when we start talking, we can say word for word what he's about to say. He's better than Booger and Joe Tessitore. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Because he played and he understands and he actually like he's been has doing a way it forever too. And he, right, and he has a way to communicate it by now. Right, right. Like Booger, I think he knows what to say and like knows a lot about the game. But... <laughs> if you want a good laugh, <laughs> listen to the ref say like the ref guy. I forget his name, but when he speaks about like a call, they never address him. Like he's just like, oh, I don't know. I think Gina this is territory. No, it's not Steratore. He's a Fox guy. I'm talking for Monday night. Oh. 
who is it? Is it Florio? No, or uh, Mike, whatever. Mike Florio? No, it's not Florio because he's an announcer guy. Or uh, like a talking head dude. It's Ferreira or whatever? I don't Mike know. Ferreira, Mike Pereira? Pereira? Yeah, I think it's Pereira. No. Either way, he'll get on and he'll be like, oh, I don't know. I think that's probably not a first down. And then they'll just like move on to the next call. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. They don't even address him or like talk if he has like a good call. or It's so funny. So I always geek out about that every Monday. So that's at least something to look forward to. Dill, do you have uh, another poor one out? Or does do you have any comments about primetime football and pouring them out like Witten and and Tess and Boog? Well, Witten deserves to be back on the Cowboys sideline, that's for sure. Yeah, he he's not good. to be in the booth. No, he's a good tight end. He had a nice one-hander. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I like his shaved head. I agree. I'm just pouring it out because it's just like it did he gave look, up on the hair. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he did. He gave up on the career, gave up on the hair. He gave up on the face. And that's gritty. That's hard work. That's waiting for you. He's just out here getting touchdowns. It's a lot easier to be robo-man when you're playing football, I guess. You need a little more creativity to announce. I agree. John Perry? Hash- it's It could be John Perry, dude. Hashtag, let's get Pat McAfee. Let's get Pat McAfee on Monday Night Football. Him and Hasselbeck would be awesome. I'm in. We need that. Or make Pat the third guy. They need a third guy because those two guys are just the same every time. Like, Testator just gets really loud, and then Boog is kind of funny, but I don't know. He, they both say some really They say some stuff that's like, shit. oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. All right, pour one out, Dill. Who you have now? <laughs> we, we spent too much time talking about those bozos. All right. So this is taking it back a little bit. I mentioned Tampa not doing as well as they did last year. But I'm pouring out specifically to the Tampa Bay Lightning and their playoff performance of getting swept by the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Yikes. So four games. That's a poor one out for sure. Couldn't find a win. I went to one game in Columbus. Um, very disappointing being one of three Tampa Bay fans that I saw, which included my mom and I. So, uh, there's one other guy in a family of like, whatever, six or whatever. And he had a Tampa shirt on the other, however many had all Columbus gear on. So he was, you know, he was with us and, uh, we did not look very good. Sure. Hoping we can turn it around, but I, like I said last year, I'm not sure if John Cooper is the coach that we need. So, pouring it out to uh, tying the most record, or having tied the most wins uh, in a season with 62 and not being able to win a single game in a seven-game series. Sure. Okay. So. Doge, that's a sad pouring out, man. Yeah. Lightning. Brutal. Yeah. It's not very enlightening. <sighs> okay. Boo. Doge, do you, please don't hit me with another pun like that. But what do you don't have? I have any puns for you. Not Thank to punt it to you or anything, Doge, but... Thank you. Okay. You guys touched on it a little bit, but just pour one out to the the Warriors just ending their final streak. Yep. Yep. That's definitely over. Yeah, Legacy, legacy dynasty-type team, but just injury-ridden. And KD less... Yeah. Now they're the worst team in the league. Yep. Except maybe the Knicks. They're not looking good. Not looking good. 
The Knicks are probably the worst team. Them and their nine power forwards. Just by default, because they don't have a coach. Like, I think Steve Kerr would be able to, like, out-coach that other guy. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to go ahead, pour one out for A.J. Green, who did not play one competitive football game in 2019. Yeah. Which is brutal. Maybe this is for the best for him. I hope he's healthy. I hope he's getting healthy. The, yeah. the foot specialist said it wasn't going to be a lingering thing in, uh, the, that he met in Green Bay, so hopefully that's not an issue. But, yeah, he was out at the end of last season. He's out all of this season. Pretty brutal. He's a fun player to watch. If you he's just seen good. Play before. Right. He's just good. Super good for sure. Bummer, though. Mm-hmm. Dill, you got one more? Last one. Includes Ooh. another one of my teams. This is with the Cleveland Indians and the departure of Corey Kluber, two-time Cy Young award winner. Yeah. Posted 98 wins with the Tribe since 2011. A couple of those seasons didn't really pitch a whole lot. So with 98 wins in the limited time that he was there, sad to see him go. For the Rangers... You know, on the other side, there's always uh, two sides of the Rambo, right? So on the other side, right. the Rangers found ways to go from 100 to 1 odds for the World Series oh, wow. to 40 to 1. So they jumped up quite a bit uh, with the signing of uh, Corey Kluber. So, well, trade, but yeah. Sure. Doge, more went out. Last one, any more? I've got, I've got one more. more. Yeah. I've got one more, and that's it for me. I'm pouring one out to Tua Tagovailoa's body. Yikes! For sure. Oh boy, yeah. Battled, battled his ankle injury. He was, you know, struggling with that, and then to have this bad hip injury, you know, it's it's not going to be the the worst thing. He's going to still play in the NFL. I was going to say pour one out to his draft stock, but they're still predicting he goes at number four. So right, that's that's not much of a pour one out, but you hope it's his last injury but just with his with his past i don't think it will be unfortunately yeah he gets injured quite a bit unfortunately so i'll pour one out to that <clears throat> the last one i'm pouring one out for this might be the saddest of them all there's that that picture and you guys know the picture i'm talking about and in the middle of the picture there's zion williamson I believe to his left, in a white jersey, is Kyrie Irving. And on his right is Kevin Durant. The all-in-white Knicks jerseys with, like, this, like, could this be the next great Knicks team? So I'm going to pour one out for the New York Knicks and their hopes and dreams of having three incredible players, and now they have none. So I don't know what the heck they were doing trading Porzingis and Opening those spots to sign Taj Gibson and Julius Randle and Bobby Portis and Mark Marcus Morris. It's just ridiculous. So they really don't deserve the poor one out, but somebody's got to give. Their it to fans them. do. They have, they have a great fan base that just hasn't had a great product. So yeah, man, I guess it's not the fans' fault. You're totally right. But oh well. Yeah. Poor one out for the Knickerbockers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go for the hail mary hot takes here. In the fourth quarter, and we're gonna hit it up with the the little end here, just with a little New Year's New Year's resolution. So, 
Let's give uh, three hot takes here for 2020. Dill, we'll go to you first. What do you got? All right. So for 2020, this also includes a 2019 event. Ooh. If the Dallas Cowboys win against the Philadelphia Eagles this yep. week, yep. they will go to the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, and still fire Jason Garrett. <laughs> no way. Uh, and I'll just add a little spice to this. Spice it up, son. Rex Ryan. This is hot take will be the next head coach in Dallas. After they win the Super Bowl? <laughs> Damn, son. That's hot. These are hot takes. That's a hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take. <laughs> Doge. Cool it off like, with just a hot take. We're not trying to go scorching. Scorching the earth here. I, uh, I'm going to get a little presidential with this one. It's going to be read in the form of a, of a Donald Trump tweet. Oh, boy. What? Because someone in, in their right mind wouldn't say this. Uh, sorry, anyone that's political out there. Uh, here's the first one. Urban Meyer. Great coach. He'll never coach again. Wow. He's, he's gone to two great colleges. Had a lot of success. Leaves both the colleges because of his mental health and well-being. I don't know why he would send himself back into the ringer for another third shot at it. Sure. Let's see it happening. Listen, I want to combine both your hot takes, slam them together, and go. Urban Meyer should be coaching the Cowboys, twenty twenty boys. Wow! <laughs> wow! So that's funny that we all, we had all those. <laughs> all right. All right, Dill. Well, leading in with Urban Meyer here. I think he's most interested in that Redskins job. Oh my God! Look, he's love. He loves going places, fixing it, and then leaving early, which is exactly what he's going to do in Washington. And the Washington fans are going to be like, "Wow, Florida, Ohio State, they both felt it, and now we feel it." And I think that you just took their quarterback, Mr. Fifty Touchdown Haskins. I can't hear about he'll that. Get another 50, he'll get another 50 more next year. I'm not predicting that. But I'm just going on the urban train here. Ex Florida guy. I don't know, dude. I think he I think he likes challenges. Like in that sense of like trying to rebuild stuff. And I think he looks at a weak NFC East and he's like, look, you don't really have to be that much better. Wow. Sure. That's sure. If he can be like, hey, Dan, give me the keys here. Let me roll with this. Get some people in the building that want to play for this team, and let's see what that can do for you and your franchise. Let's see how much money we can make yet. Sure. He's a recruiter guy. He can sell. We'll see. We'll see about it. In Doge's world, he just isn't trying to sell. Right. Right. Which he said recently his health has been great. He said a lot of things. Never, never better he stopped before. coaching. He's he going to go back to coaching and it's going to get bad again. Why would you do that? That's what's right. going to happen. Why he's going to leave Josh, early. give me your hot take here. Why he's leaving early. The Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I need to read mine like this too. Are going to be the worst AFC North team in 2020. Call it. <laughs> I love it. Call it. Dude, the, I just don't see it. I think Ben's, even if he does come back, not going to be good. I think he should retire anyway. Sure. In bad shape. I think the Bengals could have a good draft and, and somehow squeak out enough wins to just be better than the Steelers next year. And I think if the Browns figure out their coaching decisions and actually utilize the star talent they have, they should be the second best team in the conference or division Whew. behind Baltimore. Right. All right, I'll read mine like this too. I like it. Philip Rivers and Eli Manning will both be playing for different teams in 2020. Starting, not just sitting, starting. Um, I think the Chargers are done with Phil Rivers. Unfortunately, I think they're ready to move on and make a move. I think their team is talented enough. I don't know. And I think he still likes playing football. I don't know where he's going to have to drive from to get home to San Diego. So hopefully he can stay close. But I would love to see him just retire as the Chargers. But I think he'll be moving on. I think Eli, based on some of the comments, uh, you know, Tess and Boog were saying uh, um, the other Monday night about Eli, about how he wanted to continue being a starter and playing. I think he'll continue to play as well. So um, despite all the rumors about Tom Brady moving, I think it'll be Eli and Philip Rivers <laughs> finding new homes this year. Honestly, I've never really tried the Downey voice before, so I'm not going to... If you don't have one, you don't have one. I'm not going to worldwide, you know... Don't premiere it here, right. Yeah. You could give us another voice. So... No. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. You want me to go Vladimir? Oh, my God. All right, fine. (laughs) Fine. Okay, we got Vladimir here. So, uh, I think that... Uh, maybe you suggest Philip Rivers and uh, Eli Manning. Uh, what if they just swap back to where they originally were drafted and just go back to switching? Wow, <laughs> that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But uh, I don't think that situation is very highly likely. So, uh. Philip Rivers, if you talk about short commute, go to who's going 2020. You said Oakland's leaving to go to Las Vegas. So I'm thinking Philip Rivers drives to Las Vegas. Okay. That's short commute. It might be shorter than now. So Philip Rivers to Vegas. I think that Gruden saw enough of car and he said done. (laughs) He said done. He said done. Doge. So, I'm getting rid of Vladimir. I'm cutting him off. It's too much vodka. Wow. <laughs> you said... Too much vodka, Vlad. You said... Doge, what's your hot take? The Cincinnati Reds. Oh. Top of the line organization. Great people. First ever professional baseball organization. I love the history. They will get another superstar in an acquisition in the offseason and make the playoffs in 2020. Cincinnati Reds, 2020. 
Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, we already talked about it last week. <clears throat> Love the addition of Moustakis. <clears throat> the most. Uh, I think there's still room for us to get another starter in our rotation. I think I think we've got you know the assets and, and we could trade some position players, some prospects, and potentially bring someone in. And I would love to see some Hunter Green. Wow, yeah, we need we need to see him, please. Let's do it, dude. I hope he's Already. healthy. I hope he stays healthy. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Hola, Eses. <clears throat> Me jamo Tomás. I just want to say that I think that the Sixers are going to beat the Celtics every game in the regular season, but they will lose to them in the playoffs. So Celtics are going to get swept <laughs> by the Sixers. <clears throat> and then I think they're going to beat them in the playoffs this year. So... That's what I got. If we're going for all of our weird uh, impersonations. You got another one in the bag, Vladimir? So, last time, you said what... I, I tried repeating what you said and what I thought. I didn't even take... A, you know, it, it wasn't even something uh, that I thought would happen. I was explaining your, your presentation. Hey, you're taking too long. So, okay... Supposed to be hot takes. This is something. This is uh, uh, Josh Gordon. Okay, will be reinstated before either Miles Garrett or Antonio Brown. No way. That's a hot take. Well, <coughs> Vladimir drank a couple vodkas since last round. <laughs> Very Vladimir of you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. Doge, any more? That's all I got, hot takes. <clears throat> I'm going hot take again. Said it last year, say it again this year. FCC is winning the MLS Cup, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a hot that's take. That. Hey, that's, yeah, I, I don't believe that one's coming, but either way. Not that I believe most of my hot takes, but either way. You never know. Do I believe him? Do I not? Do you or do you not? They're hot takes. So uh, I said we gotta we gotta go New Year's resolutions here, then, boys. Uh, Real quick, and then we'll hit the buzzer <clears throat> readers. Final buzzer readers of 2019. Oh, shh. All right, Vladimir's done. I'll put away Tomas. I'll put away the Don. The Donster. Bring back Doge. Bring back Dill. Enter Teach. New Year's resolution this year. Um, hmm. I want to get. I just got to get to some more cheap seat game events. We just need to get. I need to get to more events. I need to get to a Xavier game. I need to get to a UC game. I need to get to. I don't need to get to another Bengals game. I've been to plenty, but you know, get to some more Reds games. Just need to get out and get out of. You know, get my eyes on some live action sports. I did plenty this year, but I'm always searching for more. So definitely something I wanna I wanna do. And also <clears throat> hitting the old bike, uh, the old getting a bike with splitting a little indoor exercise bike with my mom and brothers here this week. This uh, week we're gonna pick one up, and that'll be exciting to get those wheels turning here. 
get in a little better shape for 2020, see what we can do. Might be running for press. I'm just kidding, I can't, I'm too young. Plus, uh, nobody will vote for me anyway. Just have no opinions on it. You'd have seven votes. Hey, that's more than I'd figure. I'll take seven. That's a, that can swing something, I don't know. <laughs> Dill? Resolution? Honestly, it was really hard not to go straight back into Vladimir. Like, it, after I got in that... You were almost stuck. You were almost... Kind of don't. Like, we may never have gotten you back. Right. Once you go Vlad, you don't go back. Oh, no. Oh, he's, it's over. So, on a serious note, a couple years ago, I set a target weight of mine to be 225, okay? So, if... Uh, Vladimir, dude. Um, I'm trying not to talk like that. It's like a, it's like my tongue is stuck now. <laughs> but anyway, we're never getting it back. So <laughs> he's gone. Anyway, I have a little bit of a ways to go now. You start talking about hockey all the time. So we're recording, like I said, on Taco Tuesday, and this Friday, December twentieth, I believe. Yes, sir. Yes. Is the final weigh-in on a either six-week or eight-week challenge I did with a partner. Sure. Of which I haven't had her updated weight <clears throat> in over a month. Wow. So, Connie, if you're listening somehow. Connie. Yo. Connie. Send me that text. Right. Connie. Like, let me know what you're doing. Just because, like, as your teammate, you know. Sheesh. Uh, my last weigh-in, if I was by myself, I, w- I would be winning right now, and I would have won. So, Dang. Uh, I need to know what's going on over there, but I won't until Friday. So, sure. the last couple days of this challenge, to see how low I can go, courtesy of... Uh, can you take it to the flow? Yep. And uh, <laughs> after that, just keep it going on 225. Keep my goal going. So that's uh, something I haven't seen in God knows how long. Long overdue. Long overdue. My previous best was down to 240 when I was at my best, and uh, sure. I know I have it in me. So Sure. Been on a good run here. Just need to keep this fire burning. Let's keep it up. 2020. Let's get it going. Doge, what do you got here for 2020? Trying to eat less junk. <laughs> Say that again, because I'm pretty sure my junk stomach just made a big old noise. It was, just, it was literally just like <laughs> on cue. It was like, right. so what do you want, Doge? It was like, no, not you. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to eat less junk. Sure. Um, I just you got to keep getting those scraps life. from the table. <laughs> yeah, my my whole life I've always just eaten whatever I wanted, and uh, it's not gonna not gonna last. So no. I gotta gotta eat better in 2020. And I want to read more books. Sure, yeah. Love, I love sitting in front of the TV, watching sports, watching movies, watching shows, playing video games. Yep. But if I'm going to sit around and relax and be lazy, I I just need to get around to reading more. I'm with you on that. I need to double get, down Get the that. mind working. Yeah, get flex the old brain muscle. Flex the muscle. I'm with you. I need to read some more books, too. I'm not putting that on my resolution because I know I probably won't do it, but I need to read more books. That's for sure. All right, ladies and gents. It's the final buzzer beater. 
of 2019. Unless we have a surprise pod, which you never know. But right now, we're blocking it in. Final buzzer beater of 2019. It could just pop up. It certainly could. Dill? Courtesy of Roman. Oh. I was just going to pass it to you. Where do you want it? Time out. What? Dill? Final buzzer beater 2019. What do you got? All right. Final buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Top of the key. A little bit left of center because that's where I stroke it from. Sure. Going to go up to Cleveland like I mentioned earlier in this pod. After a nice little party Saturday night for our friend's birthday. Going to go up to Cleveland. See the MVP of the 2019 NFL season. Lamar Jackson wow. plays. So, hey, 40-25 to 25 was the first game for the Browns. So, maybe at home it'll be like 40-22. to 22. Yeah. Hopefully. That three-game, you know, or that three-point spread. So Yeah. We'll see I about guess that. Technically, would be six if you go swing, swing. So. Right. So 43, 43 22. Sure. We'll see. Three touchdown win for the Browns. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. I don't think so. You never know, I guess. You never know. They're playing for their season. All right. I'll go here then, ladies and gentlemen. They went in. They definitely, yeah. Here's one in for sure. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. T? What would I be if I didn't end the year on one of my favorite segments? A little Tiege trade talk for you, folks. And guess who's involved? Of course, the Boston Celtics. Why not? The boys. There's some rumors going around that we're interested in getting another big. But I want to tell you first, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you we will not be trading Marcus Smart or Gordon Hayward, so that's going to make it tough to find a big. But if we can, the rumor on the street is... We're interested in Kevin Love, Steven Adams, or Clint Capella. Any of those names I'd be very interested in. I would love to also maybe LaMarcus Aldridge if he becomes available. But uh, just be on the lookout, ladies and gents. Celtics are looking to make some moves. The date recently just passed where all the guys who just signed can get traded. It happened uh, this Monday. So people can start actually making trades for people. You know, like, for example, Bradley Beal can get traded now. He signed a big contract this summer, um, and everybody like wanted to go get him. So, <clears throat> Or Kevin Love, for example, too. So people can get traded now. So be on the lookout for some trades here coming now, probably after the new year would be my guess. Who do you think is the best fit out of those guys you said? Who do I want the most <clears throat> or the best fit? The best fit for your team, which I'm assuming is who you want Capella. the most. You think so? Because he's athletic and he like, can guard quick. the he can guard the the wings too. But I mean, Stephen Adams would be really good too. I don't. Kevin Love is a fit, but I, we can't get him without giving up one of those guys. I don't, it's impossible. Yeah, my two are Adams or which I don't know if we can for the other guys either because they have big contracts. I haven't looked into it that much. I just saw that the there were the good just name wise, right? I'd prefer. I mean, if Lamarcus Aldridge was there and that worked out, holy crap, would well, that be great? Because he can actually score, but he can't defend as well. But he'll get in the way. I think Steven Clint Adams would be big. Steven Adams would be just because he's probably more tradable since he's on the Thunder. You know what I mean? Like, where's the right? The Rockets are probably going to go for it, right? Right. I agree with you. Steven Adams is more gettable, for sure. Sure. Doge, I know you have a great one, so we're going to let you end 2019. What do you got here for us for the final buzzer beater? Absolutely. Shout out to Drew Brees. Yeah. 
alluded to it a little bit with the uh, Castro saying that the Saints should have carried him out of the stadium on their shoulders and started a parade instantly. The performance that would have deserved something like that to pass Peyton Manning's record of all-time career touchdowns in the NFL. Peyton Manning had the record previously at 539. Yep. Drew Brees last night went 29 of 30. Just ridiculous. One incomplete pass, a near-perfect night. 29 for 30, 307 yards, and four touchdowns. And he now holds the record at 541 passing touchdowns. The all-time record and climbing. He broke he broke Philip Rivers' record also for best completion percentage <clears throat> as well, going twenty nine of thirty. So double record night for for Drew Brees. And he passed night. yeah he passed Brady who was just sitting at five thirty eight. Right. I so, mean he's he great night for Drew. There's no doubt. It's cool that all these guys were like yeah the generation cool. that we saw grow up. Right. It'll be interesting to see who'll be up with that top of that list later. You right. know, but either way. That's a wrap for 2019, ladies and gentlemen. Doge, thank you for being on the pod. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to, to pod with you boys. So. Always. Dilly? putting it together. Dilly? Wrap it up, you know, but... Hey, it's going to be a good 2020. Yeah, looking forward to the future, obviously, and uh, seeing what 2020 has for us in store. So, Yep, 2020 is looking like it's going to be a great year. We want to thank you all again for joining us in 2019. We'll talk to you next year. Thank you very much. This is The Clubhouse.